Hey guys, welcome back to Family Men Fitness. I'm Abdullah Sharif as always. I hope you're well. I hope you're good. I hope your families are doing well. Today, I wanted to speak to you guys about what we give to our children, right? In basic terms. And what I mean by this is that as parents, we we always want to give you know, we always wish to give and we try our best to give um, everything we can to our children. And, you know, we, we, we want to give them everything we didn't have and we want to give them everything that they want on top, right? We want to give them, you know, all those things. And, you know, it's admirable to have this kind of uh, belief and this notion, this concept. But, Sadly, I think for a lot of us parents, sometimes this ends up falling into materialism, right? So, you know, especially us dads who might be away and even for the working mums and stuff, sometimes you might be away for days, right? And so when you're away, I know a lot of dads do this. I know I've done this in the past where I've been away or where I'm going to leave and I know I'm going to be away for a few days. So, you know... I give my daughter a big hug at the door, give her a kiss, tell her I'm going to miss her. And then I say something like, oh, when I come back, I'm going to bring you a present. Right? Because I want her to be excited about when I return. Right? And we do this all the time. And it becomes a very materialistic thing. Like we, we make up for our time away by giving um, gifts and that's not to say that we shouldn't give our kids gifts, but we have to realize where the priorities lie in what we give to our children. And the reason I say this is because we often give a lot of things which are materialistic. We give our kids, you know, games and, uh, you know, board games. We buy them TVs and Xboxes and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, you know, my daughter still, you know, she's only six at the moment so she's into like easy beads and um, jigsaw puzzles and you know arts and crafts so like that's the stuff I'm buying for her and although you know she has a bit of fun with these things we realized uh, she almost um, isn't that grateful if that's the best way to put it for a lot of these things because we, we were buying them so often for her because we don't want her to feel ever that like, you know, as a family, we're, we're ever like short of money or that we can't provide for her. We can't give her what she wants. Um, so we're constantly like giving her stuff, like almost like we're trying to like uh, fulfill this void and this worry of like her feeling like she can't have what she wants. Right. And that's a bad way to raise a kid. Right. The sense of entitlement that you give them, the sense of like they can have whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, and I remember when I was growing up, like my my dad, like he would he would be he would be back and forth and away a lot of the time and um he would he would buy us stuff a lot um especially like you know if we had arguments with him and stuff um they'd be fixed sometimes by um you know buying things and don't get me wrong i'm not knocking my father i love my father and he's amazing and i'll, I'll tell you the amazing stuff that he's done for me but this is just one other thing uh one thing that i noticed that maybe um that you know instill that can kind of drip through into me and now i do with my daughter and i've realized that it's not a positive thing because we're giving our kids all these toys and stuff right but what we really need to give to our kids are principles like we need to develop 
scenarios where we give our children principles. So this happened with my daughter, right? So um, I had this conversation with my wife and I'm like, I, I was constantly buying her stuff and it got to a point where actually like I gave her stuff and she literally, she would open it and just be like, oh, I don't like that. And then just throw it on the floor and then just walk off kind of thing, right? And I was like, that's so ungrateful. That's so rude. But what I hadn't realized at that time was like everything she does, right? Every every way that she reacts to something are the principles that I've taught her. Is everything that I'm instilling in her. And that goes for you. Like your the, the way your children act are the principles and the foundations you are laying in your home and the way that you interact with them. So I went overboard with gifts for my child, right? And as you do, especially with the first child, right? Because you kind of just want to um, give them everything. Um, and you're worried about like their education and progress. So like I'm buying her all these jigsaw puzzles and all these like um, word games and stuff. Because I'm like, yeah, she needs to learn like her literacy. And she's got to be really good at maths and all of this stuff, right? You get stuck in this, uh, you know, the rat race of uh, parenthood, right? Your kid needs to be at the top of the class. They're going to be at the, you know, they're going to be sitting at the top table, as they call it in school, right? And, uh, and you kind of get swept into that. So you buy them all these toys and stuff and all this stuff to kind of try to excel the education as it were almost and then trying to fill the void of you not feeling like you're not doing enough for them but the one thing I realized rather than me spending that money and that time going to buy gifts for my child right it was better for me and it is better for me and I can tell you from experience it has been better for me that I switched that so I started teaching my child principles important principles of her life that are going to stick with her right so I started to I started to do, do some research and uh, I looked into you know what what games can you play and how can you socially interact with a child to develop uh, resilience to develop communication skills to develop uh, gratitude to develop thanks to develop um, joy and happiness to develop bonding right because I wanted to start doing those things for my child and I wanted to give her those principles because those are the things that I know that are going to last for her and those are the things that are going to be important for her as she grows up, right? Like, I'll buy her the odd gift now and again, but near, not as near as much as I used to buy her in gifts, right? Because a lot of it ends up going to waste. I would rather spend that time, if I'm going to spend an hour or hour walking around in a shop and going to the store and then spending money, I'd rather spend that hour actually interacting with her, playing some game or doing something with her that she's actually learning principles that are going to, teach, that are going to benefit her. Right? I can go buy a game that might try to help her literacy, All right, that's great, but actually I would rather spend that hour with her and actually develop her literacy myself with her, develop her communication skills, develop her bonding, develop her understanding of emotions, like all these kind of things that children and even as adults we, we need to learn. So, and the reason I say this is because looking back at my history, Right. And I said about my father kind of, um, you know, always buying us stuff. And I remember him like always buying me and my brothers. And we would like, you know, um, I mean, these days the kids are spoiled. Like every like if there's three kids in the house. They all have their own console. Right. <laughs> so but uh, when I was younger, like me and my brothers, uh, we would get, you know, my father would buy. Like I remember him buying the Sega, right, the Sega Mega Drive when it came out. And like we would all share it. But, you know, he would buy us stuff. Um, 
but I remember as I got older, like those things didn't matter as much. But the things that my father told me that really like resonated with me, those are the things that stuck that really made a difference in my life as I got older. Right. I remember one time uh, I was angry. Um, I can't remember what it was about, but I remember being like furious. Right. It was that kind of fury, like like when people look at you, they know that you're angry. They, they know that you're like angry about something, right? They know that you're peed off, basically, right? So um, it was very clear that I was angry about something, right? And then my father, um, he asked me something. So we're standing in the living room and I walk in. You can, you can tell off my face that I'm angry. And then he asked me something not related to the anger. It was something else. I can't remember exactly what he asked me. But I remember I gave him a rude answer, right? And... You know, I'm like, I feel stupid for it because it's like my father, like, you know, what am, what am I thinking, firstly? But um, he stops me and instead of having like a go at me, he just pauses and he explains to me and he's just like, Abdullah, like, if you're angry at somebody, that's fine if you're angry about something, right? It happens. But wherever that anger has come from keep that anger directed towards that thing for now and if you step out of that space where you were angry and you've come to somebody else don't carry that anger over that's not fair on the other person right he was talking about himself like i'd carried my anger over and i'd taken it out on him all right and i remember that and i remember that like through my teenage as i got older i remember i used to go through um you know um, arguing and fighting with my brothers to being upset with this thing or that thing but as soon as I would like walk away from the thing right my mind would shift and say okay I'm talking to this person now he doesn't deserve it like any of that anger or any of that hate or any of that disgust or any of that you know whatever was going on like this person doesn't doesn't need that and he is not deserving of that that's not fair right and it helped me manage and departmentalize the way that I felt and how I managed my feelings, which really benefited me. You know, another thing I remember is as I got older, I got to, when I got to 16, when I started to go, when I started to, go to college, I remember um, I started applying for interviews. I wanted to get a job when I was young, right? And I did get a job. And, but as I was going through the process of getting to the job, uh, you know, firstly, my father didn't want me to have the job. Like he did that whole fatherly thing. Like, you know, I'm providing for you. Like if you were going for a job, it feels like, you know, he's telling me, do, do you like, do you think that I can't provide for you? I'll, you know, I, I'll give you what you need kind of thing. And I explained to him and I said, you know, you know, this is just something I want to do. I want to develop, you know, as a person, I want to go earn some of my own money so I can spend it, you know, wherever I feel like kind of thing. Um, and he was understanding of that. Like I could tell he felt bad because he felt like maybe he's not providing enough for me that like his son at like 15, 16 feels like he needs to go get his job when he wanted me to concentrate on, on college. But what he then did was like taking that on board, he always encouraged me. And whenever he saw me like applying for a job or getting ready for a job, he made sure I was out of the door like super early. Like the amount of times he told me like, don't be late to your interviews, always be on time everywhere, whenever you start your job. And even when I got my job, like he was always like, you need to get there on time, get out the door, leave early, set a good example, right? These kind of principles, right, they stuck with me. And I've always prided myself on that. And the reason I say all of this is because I'm now moving away from the principles of trying to buy my daughter lots of stuff 
and developing ways at her age that I can help teach her principles. So for example, um, I realized that it was it was quite funny actually. My my daughter has this thing where um, she has this communication thing, right? And I know a lot of kids do it. So um, she would sometimes explain something that she wants. So for example, she wanted her hair um, tied in a certain way when she was getting ready for school in the morning, right? So helping her get ready, and then she's explaining she wants her hair. So she's like. Uh, Abi, I want my, I want like two ponytails and they have to come down and then they have to meet in the middle and then they have to be tied, right? And I'm like, I'm not sure what you mean, can you, can you re-explain it? And then she says, she said the exact same thing, Abi, I want two ponytails coming down to the middle and then they join in the middle and then they have to be tied, right? And I, I heard this kind of explanation like in a few different things and I realized that my daughter, like, if whenever somebody somebody would say to her, like, oh, I'm not sure I understood, instead of rephrasing what she was saying, right, she would, she would just say the same thing again and again and again. And it happened with my wife a few times. I remember she, uh, my wife, <laughs> she got upset with my wife, right, uh, with her mom, because she's like, mom's not understanding, yeah? Ami's not understanding. Like, she's, why is she not understanding what I'm explaining to her? Why doesn't she understand how to, how I want my hair? Right. And uh, my wife would explain, uh, you know, ask her, can you can you explain it again? And then she'll say exactly the same way. She'll go, no, can you explain it like a way? Because I'm not sure. I'm still not sure what you mean. And then she'll say it again. And what we realized was that she didn't and she didn't know that when we were asking her to say it again or when we were trying to re asking her to re-explain that she needed to say it in a different way or show us in a different way. Right. She would just say the exact same words, thinking that maybe like what we mean is that like just say it again kind of thing so we can hear it again. Um, so that was like a minor small thing with her. And and so we kind of did, I did a bit of research on what games and stuff I could play with her um, to help her kind of develop her communication skills. And so, you know, we started playing like, uh, like uh, Pictionary and um, Charades and those kind of things to learn to help her develop her expressional skills right and her communication skills and this is what i'm talking about like developing these kind of things so we can instill principles with within our children that are going to last for them are the important things right teaching a child like resilience teaching a child discipline like how to maintain focus when they're doing things like these kind of things and you can do them like in a game way instead of spending an hour in the shop what i'm saying is we should spend that hour like playing a game where we're teaching our children principles because that's what's going to last and now bringing this all back right and what it really comes down to, and the, one of the main principles for me, is the health, right? This is why we're here. And, you know, I know I've spoken for 15 minutes now about everything else, but it comes down to health. And this is the same thing, right? So I wanted my child, and we should all want our children to have good health and understand what good health is. Because as they get older, one of the biggest things they're going to deal with is their confidence, is their self-image, is their body, is their health. And their health is going to be their body, it is going to be their mind, it's going to be their spirituality. It is imperative that we help teach them the correct principles and foundations for this. Right? So if we're sitting around eating junk food and then taking them out to eat junk food, what kind of principles are we saying? They're going to grow up older and older and older and they're going to hit their teens, they're going to hit their 20s and they're going to live with the principles that it's okay to eat out all the time, eat junk food all the time and not worry about your micro and macronutrients and what's going in your body. Right? 
they're not going to care about what it means, how your body, how their body is affecting their health, how their body is affecting their confidence, and, and all the things that come with it, right? How their body is affecting their heart, how their body is affecting the way, how effective they are at work, kind of all these things, right? So we have to set the principles in place now as they grow older, right? And I started doing that with my child. So, you know, when she was five, four and five, we started putting into place like a meal plan. And I sat down and I kind of made it fun and spoke to her about, oh, we're going to plan exactly what we're going to eat so we can cook and we can do the shopping this way and that way. And I kind of let her have some input on what she wants for her part of dinner and all sorts. And she loved it. But now she's developing an understanding of how to manage her food, how to manage her tasks. She's learning discipline. She's learning management. She's learning, you know, how to manage her tasks and her days. She's learning how to manage her meals, right? And she's like six. And these are the things that we need to push through to our kids, right? Because our health is the foundation of everything. Right, it's going to affect their confidence. If they grow older and they have a really bad self-image of themselves, it's going to knock their confidence. Right, it's going to affect the way that they work. If they're having sugar crashes in the afternoons, how are they going to focus in school? How are they going to get through the assignments they need to? Right, if they manage their health, how are they going to get through the stress? Right, because they're going to get built up with stress. We know the way that schools run now; kids are more stressed than ever. Right? But if we teach them how to manage their health, their mental health as well as their physical health, they can minimize that. And that's what it comes down to. We need to teach our kids principles. And one of the biggest principles we can teach them is the health principle. Right? Teach your kids the health principles and get that through to them. Right? And if you need help with that, you want guidance with that, you want to sort and you know, work on your own principles and your children's principles, then get in touch familymenfitness.com, you can get in touch with me, we can book a coach call and we can sort this out, right? I can give you the guidance, give you from my experiences, from experience of other clients, and you can start developing and building not just your the rest of your future, but you can put your children on what is the best path for their future, right? Because that's what's important, that's what we want as parents. We want to give them the best future. But I can guarantee you now, if you're not setting their health up to be good and beneficial, then you're not setting them up for a good future, regardless of everything else you give them. Because it doesn't matter what else they have. If they have ill health, they don't know how to manage their mind, they don't know how to manage their stress, they don't know how to manage their body, they don't know how to manage their food, they're not going to be successful enough in anything else. And sooner or later, they'll break down. Right? We have to manage it.